and we are live. JT here. Welcome to the huddle. The huddle is where I sit down with successful people from the world of sport and coaching. It's to learn more about their journey to greatness. Why do I have these conversations? Because success always leaves clues. I want to take a moment to thank you. Whether you are watching on YouTube or on Facebook, or whether you're listening to the audio on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me and my special guest today. And here's my friendly reminder to you. The mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's wide open. So my challenge to you is to go all in on this conversation, to remove any distractions and get laser focused on the here and the now. And I guarantee you, you will gain a valuable nugget of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. I've been looking forward to my conversation with my special guests. Before we went live today, I was sharing with him that you know I, I've been sort of toying with the idea of having him on and just, again, sort of listening to when, you know, the, the time to bring him on. And as I'd always like to say, life is all divine timing. My guest in the huddle today uh, is a longtime coach uh, with Bill Carruthers Secondary School, uh, Scarborough Thunder in the OSFL. Uh, he has experience in the CJAFL with the uh, GTA Grizzlies. And this past summer was part of our U16 Team Ontario coaching staff. Uh, if that's not enough, he is also a leader uh, in the women and girls flag football space at the high school level. And he is also currently serving as one of Football Ontario's district football coordinators with a focus in the GTA East. My guest in the huddle today is Kevin Belmore. How are you today, brother? Awesome. Awesome. Awesome Friday. Um, it's a, a pleasure and, uh, of course, an honor to be on on the podcast. So, uh, like you said, long time coming. Uh, so I'm just getting ready to getting ready to answer any questions that you ask. <laughs> you know, it's interesting as I was sharing many of, uh, you know, the ways in which you help and serve, I started to realize your time and energy is very in demand as a coach and as a leader. <laughs> that's that's yeah so something that a lot of people uh in my circle recognize uh I, I said I've been trying to I said I'm gonna retire every year uh but of course yeah. I pick up I pick up something new it seems so it's not I don't even scale back I almost pick up but yeah. uh, it's pretty very much in my nature very much in my nature to not to be idle okay okay well, brother, before we get started, I just want to take a moment to count my blessings. Uh, and for me, counting my blessings is a daily practice. Uh, there are some days I do it better than others, uh, but I do find the days I'm most consistent counting them, that those days are filled with a more, little more, more love, a little bit more joy, a little bit more peace. And I'm a firm believer that the biggest blessing you can give anyone is your time and energy. So I just want to thank you again for blessing me and our community with, with some of your time and energy. I appreciate it. And again, I got to thank you for everything that you do for the sport mm -hmm. and, and, and otherwise. So you're not just, uh, again, with the sport, you're outside the sport as well. Yeah, definitely brother. Uh, so 
One of the things that I always like to start the huddle with is, is reminding people that life is a game and games are supposed to be fun. I had a coaching colleague and a great friend that will always say, hey, we all have these things that make us unique and different, so celebrate them. So I'm curious, what's an interesting fact that maybe a lot of people don't know about you that you'd be open to sharing with our community today? Oh boy, that's a, I get these questions in my classroom all the time. Um, one, one that I always, and I guess it's almost kind of a, it could be a theme in this whole talk is, uh, I actually curled in high school. I wasn't technically a, a, on the curling team, but there's a tournament that they, I did well in, I guess, phys ed. And they said, oh, we need an extra person. Kevin, would you want to come to the curling tournament? I said, sure. So, uh, and that led, and I always, uh, kind of use this as a, a trivia question. I said, who was the first curling coach at Bill Crother Secondary School? And that was me. So uh, I have some experience in the, in the curling world as well. Uh, very, very much. That's, that's my Canadiana uh, aspect of me. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, you're, you're the true Renaissance man. Right? Exactly. And, and having your, your tool, the tools in your tool belt are just vast. So I, I, I have to ask, what was your biggest takeaway for from your time in curling was was there something that really you know you walked away with and and it just gave you a different perspective uh the one it was just trying something new um again just putting it out there uh I, i'll even say i'm not that much of a skater so myself just you know just being on ice uh i said it's a challenge it's it's something it's something fun i found i found it really enjoyable um, and, and again, there was a, in that, in that group, there was a certain team aspect. So I found a little, a little bond with, the with those I was curling with. So the, I think the main thing was just, yeah, just trying something new, trying something yeah. new. And like you said, having, having fun, like yeah. what's the worst, they knew I wasn't going to be there to, you know, win the champ, win the tournament, but I was just there to, to fill in. So the expectations weren't too high. So yeah. for me, it's always like, well, then I'm just going to have fun doing it. And of course, when you have fun, the better the results. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, as you share that, it reminds me of that sort of uh, rule in improv, right? I had an opportunity, like, just to be part of some, you know, drama PD, arts PD, and this idea of, like, say yes and. So it sounds like you, and that's one thing I've come to love and appreciate, bitch, is like, you are a yes and kind of guy. So, yeah. Wouldn't expect anything different. Of course. So I'm curious. Uh, you've obviously had a very diverse and wealth of experiences in sport, right? You were first a, a high-quality athlete, and then you've transitioned into becoming a high-quality coach for many years. And again, uh, helping and serving at a, at a number of different levels. So I'm curious. Sport, as you know, uh, helps us to discover or maybe rediscover a lot of important life lessons that go beyond, you know, sport. I'm curious, has there been a life lesson that you've taken from sport that you find yourself still applying to your life today with the understanding that, again, we could probably speak a whole for hours on the life lessons that sport has given you. So is there one that really is near to, near to your heart? Uh, for me, it's, it's the, the, the belief in yourself. Um, so I always, the, the, one of the main things that I learned from it was you, you have a second tank. So 
a lot of times will you, you're gonna you're you'll exhaust whatever it is you're doing so maybe it's you're putting together a plan or anything and you're saying all right this is all i have from sport i've always learned that's not it you might have to take a break for a second but you're always going to have that reserve tank that you can tap into uh to complete to complete the job um and that's probably one of the main things is and and then that also led into another one where it's going to be all right <laughs> like things will happen you get your education you get your experience but in the end it'll it'll be okay and it's interesting like it sounds like that idea of like in sport as in the game of life there will be moments where you get knocked down right challenges obstacles adversity and you know there'll be those moments where you start to question like why am i doing this why am i putting myself through this but it sounds like for you it's just that reminder to sort of probably pick yourself up and just keep moving in the direction of where you want to go and things have a way of working itself out uh absolutely and and i think i'm going to add to that because this is something that i've been highly blessed with throughout my whole life uh within sport and without um i've always had good people around me the support system is extremely key um so there's there's those times where again you don't think you have that second tank and someone's gonna say no you yo you got this and it's something that somebody you you trust in and you're like okay you know what i do have this um so that that support system is also is also very crucial in in how you can uh overcome adversity mm -hmm. because sometimes you as we know you get into your head too much and and you need another voice you need someone to just kind of put you back on track um but if you don't have that system it's it, it, it's a difficult thing it's, it's hard to fight you versus you yeah and it's interesting like i love it and it sounds like again it's a great reminder on the power of having a strong and powerful team around you because they hold you accountable absolutely so i'm curious again uh like you spent a lot of time uh, coaching where have you seen a shift going on in terms of just what is happening in this sports space right now like in terms of I, I guess maybe this is a better way to frame it when you think back to early in your coaching career if you were to compare the qualities of a uh, great athlete at the start of your career versus the qualities of a great athlete in today's age, do you find that they're similar or do you find that it's different? Uh, it's, it's, you know, when you're looking at the quality, it's different when you, cause you're looking at uh, access to training, opportunity to training, the amount of information that athletes have now. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, as myself and many other coaches who might be listening, understand that some athletes don't take advantage of those, all that information. Um, but I think there was, I will say there's a bit more focus, um, from, from the athletes of the past. Um, and it's just because since they didn't have all those things to help them, they really had to dig deep to find how to get better. Um, and it was, again, it was an internal, like if you really wanted to, you could, there was mm -hmm. back then there was trainers, there was access to gyms, but sometimes you had to travel an X amount of uh, our minutes or whatever to get there compared to having the good life or the LA fitness just down the street. 
or just mm. popping on YouTube and seeing coaches from all over the world giving you giving you tips. So um, that that focus and that um, I'll say that research, uh, mm. which which kind of led to um, the the ability to kind of just build a a, a I don't want to say tougher in terms of physical, but just a tougher uh, mentality towards their goals is, mm. is kind of the difference. Not to say that there's athletes who have that today. There's many athletes who have that today who have that drive. Um, but it's the access is just there now. Like mm. these athletes have, I almost say there's no excuse to not get better because yeah. everything is in your hand <laughs> on your phone. So yeah. Um, but back then, and of course you hear stories of back then people were making, how you, how did you send out a highlight tape? You had to do the VHS, two VCRs. I know, yeah. I know for any of the younger people listening, they might know what a VCR is, but it was, that was a, is a process. So yeah. I might even break it down to that. The process, all, the athletes of the past had to deep, uh, dive deep more into the process mm -hmm. than some today. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's interesting that you share that because I think of, you know, the journey, because again, we, we've sort of been, if we were talking our coaching careers, right, sort of span the same time length. It is interesting, right? Like back, you know, early in our coaching careers, information wasn't as accessible, right? People actually, if you wanted something, you actually have to go out and go find it. Right. Where now... They are blessed. And what's always kind of got me to think is um, I remember someone shared with me once that the power of the phones we have in our pocket now are, are their power is greater than the computers Bill Clinton had during his last years in office in the late 90s. So you right. start to realize that right there, the president, one of the, you know, uh, the president of one of the, you know, uh, the strongest nations, he had as much power as any person with phone does today. Right. Right. So it's really like, it's, it's interesting, but like you said, what are you doing with that knowledge? Like the knowledge is accessible, but can you actually put that knowledge into practice? Right. And, and that's, and that's something again, some, some get it, some are in the journey and some are just beginning the journey of understanding how much power they have uh, to help themselves. Um, in terms of athlete athletics life that's that's in the palm of their hand like mm -hmm. whatever you want to do now whatever you want to learn it's accessible and some and most of the times it's free yeah so it's like how much time are you going to dedicate to what you really want to get to yeah i love it right it's that willingness right like that willingness to commit to the process as you were correct talking about. So I'm curious, you know, as I was mentioning to you before we come, one of the things that I really love about you, and you always are, are one of these people in my life that remind me, you are so loving and caring of other people's journeys, right? Like, again, you've had a very diverse, you know, coaching um, career, right? You've spent time uh, many years as a high school coach. You've spent time in the community at, at the CJFL level, now at the provincial level. And you have this beautiful way of just, you want to be there? I'll help and serve. I'll do whatever I can to help you there. Has that been something that you've always done? Or was there a particular coach or mentor that really helped you to understand that your first responsibility as a coach or leader is to be, help your athlete or student 
become clear on where they want to go. And your then responsibility is to help provide the support to get them to where they want to go. Like, is that, yeah, I'm curious, how, how did you get here? Uh, and to be honest, this is uh, one of the questions I was actually prepared for. So I already I have a formulation <laughs> of my answer already. Um, but to, it's it's always it's always been that way. And of course, it's I, a lot of things start at home. So my family is very much community oriented. Um, so knowing my father who uh, created a soccer association. So the, uh, when he came to Toronto for, uh, he came from Antigua. So created that. My mother was always involved in the church. Um, when I was eight years old, they used to have church dinner dances to raise money. And I was always there helping in the kitchen. Uh, probably not something in, a regular eight-year-old would do, but this is just something that I saw my my family do because um, my aunt was also there. So this is something that I did. So that community aspect always kind of started in the home first in terms of helping community. Um, and then I can add, uh, attribute the other part to uh, to being to to playing and being a part of uh, Scarborough Thunder. Um, it's it's a it's a unique and again I know there's many things uh, that that the perception of Scarborough Thunder but when you really dive deep into it um, that family aspect that community aspect like uh, if you look at our coaching staff many have played and they're giving back and it's because those who coached us gave back so it's it's an obligation I I kind of find for myself that. I don't think I've done, I still don't think I've done enough. Some people may beg to differ and say, you know what, you've done your time, but I'm still very thankful of those who coached me when I was younger. Um, and I still find the need that I still got to give back. Because um, mm -hmm. the whole situation, and I'll tell you, and one person I, I definitely have to mention, uh, so Roberto Allen, so Bubba, is, as he's known in the in the community, like he's 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 somebody that, uh, who got me into coaching. And this is somebody who I've seen have that, those same type of characteristics in terms of the community. Like there's, there's, there's people, there's kids who need help. And if we have the time, we got to help. Um, so I bet the whole coaching story, if you want to look at that journey was, uh, I was coming back from, and I just told this story in my, in one of my, my business leadership class, because they asked me, what was your kind of pinnacle moment? Like, why, like, how did, exactly, almost the same question. How did you get here in the classroom? And I said, it was one of these moments where uh, I hadn't seen uh, Bubba for a, for a, for a bit. Uh, I was coming back from, on the bus from university. We kind of live in the same area. So I'm on the bus and he's like, Kevin, like, come and coach. He goes, like, you know, Thunder needs you. We, we're looking for some coaches. In my head, I was like, I can't coach. I'm like, what am I going to do coaching? Um, I, then I went home. I told my brother about it. And he said, yeah, man. He goes, people gave back. He gave to you. So you need to give back. So that started that journey. And of course, I'm still here because that, that moment has kind of trickled all throughout my life. Um, and then, of course, it led into teaching. So that whole having that football background led into me teaching and led to me to where I am, where I've been. Um, so of course we always know the power of sport, um, but the power of coaching has also led into this, but it's, it's always, like I said, it's from the home to those who I have, I, I consider in my circle 
it's always been a community kind of focus. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, as you go on, you you see and you recognize the importance of not only building a community, but maintaining a community, um, especially over the couple of last years where now we're still coming out of a, uh, a different time. We, uh, we know life, life stopped for two years, um, mm-hmm. but that two years is not going to just change in two years. So uh, we're, there's, there's still a need for, for help. Mm-hmm. Like there's different organizations, different people that need help. So if I have the time, I always tell myself, I have the time without burning myself out. I can only help because it, it comes to uh, a famous quote that is one of my favorites. I told you I was a bit prepared here. Um, so a life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. Jackie Robinson. And that is something I live by. Like how imp- I, I don't consider myself. I know people always tell me, oh, no, you got to think, you know, you got to. Uh, like be happier for your accomplishments and what you're doing but for me i just see myself as one one of the one billion people on this earth but so i just need to help i i need to help the others mm-hmm. like what's going to make me satisfied is i'm out there and i'm helping people and then it's a it's, a, it's an effect where they'll start to help people mm-hmm. so long-winded long-winded answer so i hope i didn't uh no and, and you know i love it and, and, it, and again, I love it because it's such a simple message, right? Like it comes down to like, you know, it sounded like, again, you, you feel this deep responsibility to give back, right? Because others have done it for you. And now it's your turn to do it for others, which will then inspire those that you are currently giving to, to then give back, right? So it's a, like that full circle. It's that, it's that, as we talked about in Team Ontario this year, this play it forward model. Right. Okay. So I'm curious, you know, anyone that knows you knows you you feel that that deep responsibility to give back. I believe what separates you, and and I see this, right? Just the the nature of being around other leaders is you are so committed to serving them wherever their journey takes them, right? Like I've seen how you interact if, you know, know, an athlete at, at, Carruthers feels like it's time to move on. I've, I've not seen it once. I've seen it multiple times. You know, I've seen one that, okay, it's through Scarborough Thunder. Okay, you know what? It, I feel called somewhere else. Or even I saw this year with Team Ontario. So I guess that's my, it's like, how has that become such a well-formed habit for you? Is like, some people feel their journey's not with them. A lot of people take that personally. You don't. So, so I guess has, has that just, again, been something that you've always done or was there a moment that you really started to learn the power of that lesson? Like my job is to help and serve them in whatever way I can. Uh, I, I think that's something I've always done. So I'm trying to think of there's, if there's one moment where that was an epiphany to me, but uh, I don't think so. It's pe- people are going to end up where they, where they need to end up. Like that's, that's just what it is. So what can I do? I can't be upset if that's where you want to go. I can provide my guidance. Um, I can try and help you get to where you want to go. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to end up where you belong or where you wanted, where you wanted to make that decision. So in my role, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Whether you succeed 
<laughs> or whether you fail, I'm going to be there to help you because that's, I think that's just the role of the the coach and the educator. Like we're not, we're not there to play. They're like, we're not dealing with video game players. We're not, we don't have controllers. We're, we're there as a, a vessel to help them get to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And if they, if they, again, if they falter, they make the wrong choice. All right. What's next? How can I help you? And then like, where now, where do you want to go? Um, so it's, it's for me, it's just, I, I look at that. They're people, they're people as much as they play football or, or whatever I coach, I look at them as people first mm-hmm. and decisions will be made. But how can I help you as a person? And it's interesting, right? Like how, like you, like you were just sharing that it sounds very much like you love people. You want to love on people. And it's interesting how really at the end of the day, if, if you are just truly committed to loving on people and truly helping and serving them wherever they are in their journey, you can never make a wrong decision. Because you're always, your heart will always be leading you. And that's, yeah, and that's because I, it's I, one thing I have learned, and I think I did have an epiphany moment in coaching is I sometimes I just got worked up too. As a young coach, I got too worked up mm-hmm. where at one point I wasn't feeling so well on the sideline. So I had to kind of step, step back and say, like, what am I doing? Like, and the end of it, this is it's just a game. Uh, there's going to be a winner and a loser. You might be on one end, you might be on the other end, but Mm -hmm. life goes on. We're going to fix the mistakes and we're going to continue. But at the end, yeah, I'm dealing with people. So like if I, and I I apologize to all the refs out there. So if I have yelled at you in the past, I might even (laughs) still, still, you know, have a little, have a little conversation on the sidelines, but constantly yelling like for me personally i'm like okay and then it, it, there was a coach who kind of helped me say it's like has a ref ever uh has a ref ever changed a call and in my head i'm like hold on yeah so you learn things as you go on it's experience and maturity um experience and maturity so that has kind of helped me to just just think that all right it's not it's not that serious <laughs> it's not that serious let me let me help you as a person first and, and it's, it's, I love that because similar to you, right? I think many of us on our coaching journeys, right? When we're that young, full of ambition and drive and hunger, you know, we, we coach like we're coaching in the, you know, the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Right. And then you kind of get to that point where you realize, oh my gosh, like I feel exhausted coaching this way, right? <laughs> then you start to realize at the end of the day, it's, it's a game. Yes, we all want to have one more point on the scoreboard at the end of the day. But the reality is it's not always going to be in your favor and that's okay. It's just part of the, this process. It, it is a process. And, and again, you have people looking up to you. So you got to say, okay, you want them to trust you in, in, a, in, a, in a certain way in terms of uh, you're telling them a technique or, or you're giving them advice. You, you want them to at least be open to listening to you. But if, <laughs> sometimes they're looking over like hold on who, who am I really listening to <laughs> so you gotta you gotta conduct yourself in a way to be like okay you know what I do have people who who uh who trust me so I gotta I gotta look trustworthy uh, in, a, in a sense well I think you bring up a good point as you say that right like that idea like sounds like again the, the importance of leading by example 
right? And how often, I mean, you spent, you've been in education, you know, for a minute, you know that people often say, oh, young people, they're not resilient, right? They don't have grit. But the question I would always, and again, I'll challenge myself here is, am I demonstrating grit? Am I demonstrating reality? you know, uh, resiliency, right? If, if, if you're kind of going up and down based on the numbers on a scoreboard and, and, and you're getting all like a roller coaster, what do you think is going to happen to the people, young people you're trying to lead? Right. All right. So modeling is the, you know, all the teachers out there will might, might shiver at that, hearing that term, but modeling yeah. is what, what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and, and again, there's times you're human, yeah. you're human. You're, you're going to act out of character. Um, but it's all about, okay, what's the lesson learned and, and even sharing that part of you that say, you know what, I, I shouldn't have done that. Like maybe there's a way I, I, I could have, uh, attacked that or, uh, in a, in a, in a more positive manner. Um, but it's a, it's about growth. It is, it is about growth. You're, you're never going to be perfect. We're all human. Um, but how do you grow from it? How do you learn from it and grow from it, uh, is the key. And that's the same thing that I want anybody that I interact with in terms of like, that's, that's more of it rather than just harping on something. Cause like you said, harping on even something from my found myself harping on something, not, you know, keeping you up at night, not the most healthiest. Yeah. Like we're talking about longevity here. So yeah. you got to be at your, at the, at the most peace, at the most calm you could be um, and just take things with a level head and then work way, work your way through any difficult situations. Mm. I'm curious as you share that, right? Like you, like you talk about this, like this illusion of perfection, like, like even as a leader, right? You're going to have moments where you fall down, right? Like you're going to have ones where you act out of character, right? Like right. that's your human being, right? Um, I'm curious, do you think that as we start to come to that understanding that, you know, again, let go of this illusion of perfection, you're going to have moments where you act, you know, you act out of character, but actually being able to sort of go, sort of like proverbially like laugh at yourself and go, yeah, I'm going to do better. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow. Do you think that that sort of comes where that, uh, that sort of coaching with your hair on fire, leading with your hair on fire, do you think that that's where that starts to kind of calm down a little bit? Um, yeah. Once you, I think that everybody's going to have their moment. Yeah. And I'll say I've had, a, I've had a, a probably a few where I've said, okay, <laughs> It's probably not the best way to, to, to do things. Yeah. Um, and then again, it comes to that. Uh, it's going to, I'm going to kind of bring this back. It's coming to those in your circle, like those you have as mentors or those who you have people you look up to, like, what are they doing? Because you're not looking up to them because they're not successful. You're looking up to them because they are successful. Yeah. So how did they get to the point where you want to be? Um, and again, one person, my coaching, I guess, idol, I'll say, is Eddie Robinson from, from Grambling. And his thing was, I, I am a, a leader of men. Like, I want them to be good sons, husbands, family members, people in the community. And, of course, that led to the success on the football field. So if that's something I'm looking up to, this is something that I want to start to, mm. put, out, to, to, to put out there myself. Um, so it's very much about, again, I think who you also – who you're at, seeing where, where you want to be yeah. or who you want to be like and picking that person. Because like I said, you don't pick anybody who's not doing well. I'm not going to pick the coach or the, the coach who's 0 and 50 and all their players don't like them and they're all in trouble. 
I mm-hmm. that's not somebody I'm looking up to. I'm looking down to them because I, I think not to say it in a bad way, in like a uh, an egotistical way, but I could see there's there's something not right with their success. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gotta look to somebody else and then trying to achieve that. You know, it's interesting that you share that, and I love how you shared. You know how using Eddie Robinson as kind of like that that mentor from afar sort of formed the type of man, the type of coach, the type of leader you are, because he wanted to be a leader of men. And it was interesting how that is you to a T, right? Like, yeah, the wins, the wins are are great, but leading, you know, men is more what drives you, is what you're passionate about. So it's interesting how that has sort of formed your journey and how you choose to lead. Right. And I'll and I'll add women as well because yeah. I do have to. I always have to, and that's one thing for me. I like to balance it out. I can't just focus <laughs> myself on one yeah. particular type of group of athletes. Like I like to, if I'm going to be in a coach, I'm going to coach yeah. everybody and anybody. Um, but and that's and that's just exactly what it is. It's just you you like we were talking about before. You get more from the sport in life than the actual game. Yeah. Like you might remember the best game you had, but the skills that you took away from your whole career of sports is going to be way more memorable, way more effective in your life. So that, that leadership, that's what I, in terms of the leading of, of, of athletes, leading of people, yeah. I want you to be good at the end. I And this is something you probably heard me say, or somebody else have heard me say, but my, my, my championships are never on the field. My championships are when I see those who I've coached, uh, mm-hmm. whether they're playing pro, if that was their goal, that was their pathway, they got there, whether they played post-secondary, uh, whether they become doctors, lawyers, plumbers, whatever it is. But from where, from what we took in football, they got to where they wanted to be in life and now they're happy and they're thriving. That's mm-hmm. my, that is my, that's my soup. That's my championship. That's my Super Bowl. Yeah. Like when I've seen that you're doing good now and it's 10 years from now, that's, that's all I need. I... Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'm curious, you know, we, we had some fun. You, you and I kind of uh, had a, we'll, we'll call it sort of like a creative project, a passion project, oh. you know, so maybe it's the educator in us, you know, Last year, we, we started to play around this idea of finding some opportunities to providing, you know, real and meaningful real world experiences for one of your business leadership classes. And then we sort of tied in some of the work that we have, uh, you know, been doing provincially, right, uh, in right. the football space. So I'm curious, you know, you're, you're kind of going into this space now where you're looking to sort of create more of these connections, right? Like, like our passion project, your, your, your summative was great. Like giving these leaders like, yeah, let's plan out a provincial flag event. And then, you know, we, we went to the day in the life of the Argos, right? Right. Where do you think that space is now in terms of creating more alignment from community, you know, with schools, you know, you know, more alignment between provincial community, more alignment between football and the business world. Like, what do you see as kind of being, you know, an area we can grow with to really take this thing to the next level? Um, and, and one reason I did that project and I've done other projects with, uh, MLSC specifically, uh, the Argos is in my head, it was 
um, there's a demographic here who can give you a lot of good information. Um, not all of them watch football. And I think that's what you want because sometimes we get too stuck on our own little group and we're asking questions that we might already know the answer to. So in order to be successful and to grow, you need answers from those who might not be a part of the space so they can tell you how you can get them to be part of that space. Um, so I think where the gap is, is we just, I, the net is not spread far enough. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're just using a fishing line rather than, than, you know, a whole big net that we can kind of get as much information from those who know and those who don't know. Because those who don't know probably have the best information that you need in order to grow. Um, so I think there just needs to be a bit more outreach in terms of um, a bit outside the football community. You know, where did that come from? Again, schools are a good place <laughs> to get a lot of information. And it's a connection. The students get the education of how professionals do this, like how the research, the what they're looking for, how they're going to put everything together. And organizations get the information that, oh, you know what? Maybe we did not think of that because sometimes we're we're stuck in our in our in our in our own little box. Um, so I think it's just getting that information from those who are not part of the space. I think that's where the gap really lies. Um, because again, we're always promoting to and, not, and I'm just talking about the football space. It could be any space, but you're, we're promoting, we're, we're asking the questions from the people we have information from. So it's, it's kind of tough to, to get. And then we're talking about growth mindset. Sometimes in the football world, the growth mindset is not that, is not, is not growing. Mm -hmm. So we, we need some more information. We need uh, a bit more ideas, um, even from, and I know, I know Football Ontario does it, getting, uh, talking to other associations about what, what do you do? Like, how, how, you, how do you run your program? How do you grow your program? Um, and that helps. Uh, and I think it's, it, it has helped um, with Football Ontario, but I think it can help with any organization, any organization. So don't just ask people who you, who you think or who you deal with on a regular day basis ask those who don't know or who are not part of that space and they'll give you some good information. Mm. I love that. And, and it, it's a great reminder. Again, you know, you were talking earlier about what, what are the things you do your best, you you do your best to live by is it's like open mind, right? Yeah. Keeping that like parachute wide open. It's interesting as I think back to, I mean, I was blessed that you invited me in to see the final product and it was interesting. Some of the feedback we got, because these are, the future consumers. These are the future parents of, of young people that are going to, that, you know, you want to expose their kids to, to flag football. So yeah. it was really interesting. Like when I think back to some of the feedback, it was really great because yeah. it, it, it just allowed us to see what we're doing well, yeah. um, but areas we can grow in. Um, I, yeah. One thing in particular that I remember, I remember you had one group that said, if you were trying to appeal to young people, you need more like video content. You need more highlight. And it was, I was like, that makes complete sense. Cause, yep. and it's something I still challenge our football Ontario staff all the time. Like, can we do this with video content? Right. right. Can we create some different media? So, yeah. 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 That's, and it's, it's coming from those again, who don't know much about, <clears throat> excuse me, the football space. 
but they're saying okay if i wanted to or if i'm if i was going to be enticed to uh at least even consider it what is going to get me to do that and like you mm -hmm. said one of the answers was the the the, the content mm -hmm. because we're very much in a content generation so uh a cool video or cool picture might at least will get their attention mm -hmm. and then they might look into it uh they'll look into it further so uh it's definitely like i said it's it's those little those pieces i think some of the football people were like oh you know we run a tournament and have uh you know the nfl come and host a mini super bowl it's like yeah you see you're in that space so you're, you're expecting these yeah. big things that's that probably not gonna happen yeah. But the other ones were keeping it simple. I'm like, well, I just need more content. I just need to see what you what you're doing, so that I might be uh, a bit more inclined to start asking more questions. Mm. Okay, okay. And it's interesting. Fast forward, you know, depending on when people are listening to this, you know, you know, we've talked about, you know, there's some potential opportunities here that are coming up where we actually get to build on some of the grassroots, right? Like you think of some of those summatives that you know, so your students created last year. I think it's going to help us to create a better product this fall for some of those events that you and I've talked about. And here we are a year later, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, the province announced that they were going to have flag football as an event at the Ontario games next summer, right? There's other, you know, rumblings around, is it going to be in the 2028, you know, Olympics, right? We're seeing right. in the NFL. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm enthused to see how those yeah. those first ideas, how they manifest moving forward. Yeah, also, of course, the growth in flag football and U sport. So hopefully that it, that's going to grow more. And uh, there's so much opportunity for for flag. Yeah. Uh, and yes, it's going to be those ideas <laughs> that trickle by little by little that that are going to make it grow even more. Yeah, and it's interesting. You just reminded me that. Carruthers actually hosted, right? Uh, yes. One in the, uh, yes, it was community-based, but a lot of the OEFA, right? Um, yes. Teams were, you know, athletes were there at, at right. the tournament a couple of weeks ago. So, hmm, interesting. Yep. Okay. So, so I'm curious, you know, what's, what's next for you? Again, you're kind of at a, at an interesting stage, right? Like, I feel like, you know, we are at points in our journey where it's more about, I think it's more about you know what can we do to pass the proverbial torch what can we do to empower the next generation of strong and powerful leaders to to step into these roles yeah i'm curious like what what's something that you would like to see happen moving forward uh well what's next on my journey like i am i'm always going to be coaching like i think <laughs> i'll say i was a bit i was a bit spoiled at timo this year where I've always coached you. I coach U18 uh, Thunder D line. Uh, I do a bit. I was doing a bit before at, at Crothers, but I went to T Mo and I'm like, man, I really love. And it was, I'll say the kids really, really brought that, 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 that spark, that spark back. So the, the flame became like a, like an inferno. Um, and I was like, man, I, I really just enjoy my aspect here of coaching D line. Um, but then of course my, my broader perspective is, is the, is community. Like I said, I, I guess I'm a community guy. How can we, how can we build better community, um, outside of the football space, um, it, within our school, within the, within the community where we are within the general community. So 
I'm looking for those connections now. So how can we really make this a a a a bigger uh, community piece? Because football teams have, depending, thirty to fifty got fifty athletes. There's a lot of good that could be done with thirty to fifty athletes um, that will make a big bigger impact. Mm-hmm. Um, not only for again, not only for the athletes. Because we know some of us are come from spaces that others don't, um, and football is it, it, you could call it a privileged sport. Like sometimes you're, you're for one, you're privileged to play the sport. Like anytime you get an opportunity to play the game of football, you're you're privileged. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we how do we give that back? How do we give back our our opportunities that we get in football? How do we give that back to uh, others um, mm-hmm. in the community? Mm. I love that. And again, it's, it goes back to kind of what you feel called, what you feel a deep responsibility for is to give back, right? It's empowering the next generation to see the value in that and, and really, you know, helping and, 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 and serving them with that great life lesson. Uh, so I'm curious if, if anyone has any questions, maybe, you know, it's someone who wants to learn more about um, you know, the Team Ontario process, maybe it's, you know, a business that wants to learn about, you know, uh, you know, ways to where they can sort of connect school or, or in the community. Um, is, is there anything that people can do to follow along your journey? You know, is, are they able to watch it? Like anything on social media or anything like that? Uh, I do have my, my coaching account, which I, again, I'm just... I did that to start just to fool around with the social media thing. It was that business sense where I'm like, okay, this is what it is now. Let me, <laughs> let me see what I can do. So some people have probably seen me with some of the, uh, I coach boxing on Sundays. So mm. I started doing little videos and I'm not an influencer in any way. I just said, oh, let me just, let me just, it's one of the, you know, let me, I told you, I don't like to be idle. So I said, yeah. oh, let me, I got some time. Let me see how I can do these videos. Um, but I do have my Instagram at coach416k. Uh, um, and then, of course, at the East uh, GTA DFC at footballontario.net. So that's another uh, the email. Um, and then again, just to go into my into the business, into the, the marketing mind, um, the whole coach 416k handle is a play on words. So I took that from the 401k in the States, which is an investment 416 being Toronto. So my thing is like I'm invested you're investing i don't not you're not investing in me but i'm investing my time to help uh mm. any of the athletes get better so uh yeah. i found that pretty i found that pretty clever but uh so okay. it was uh so there there you go you know you know the business mind in me is always is always working yeah. always yeah. working so yeah. Well, well, I love that. Now that helps me to better understand why. And again, I think that that's a, a great, like sort of like tongue in cheek way of, of really just highlighting who you are. Right. Yep. So uh, I'll be sure to share each of those, ha- uh, the handle and the email uh, in the description, either on uh, YouTube or on the podcast. So brother, I, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you. I want to acknowledge you for the great son you are, the great man, the great teacher, coach, mentor, friend, uh, but more importantly, the amazing human being you are. Uh, As I've said to you numerous times offline, you know, on this conversation, you know, the one thing that you always remind me is the importance of just loving people where they're at, right? Like, Like to give without 
expectation, you know, and that's the one thing I think that you, you get it, you do it, you practice it. And, and it's a great reminder for me. So I just want to thank you for, for blessing me with that reminder. Oh, well, thank you. But again, I, I know I, I always, like, like I said, people always tell me you should take more, you know, take more credit for what, for what you do, but I, I got to give credit to those around me who helped me become who I am. So, yeah. uh, and of course the new people I'm meeting like yourself, um, that, giving me new perspective on things. So, uh, so I, I thank you, but I also got to, got to give my thanks to all those who helped me along my journey. Absolutely brother. Uh, so folks, uh, coach Belnor dropped so many valuable nuggets of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly in the game of life. But as I like to remind you every week in the huddle, knowledge is potential power. It's a consistent and focused application of great knowledge that actually creates greater results. So my challenge to you is to take one of these valuable nuggets of wisdom and go apply it to your life today. And as I'd like to remind you every week in the huddle, you are deserving of greatness. You are worthy of greatness. You are greatness. My only ask from these conversations, if it resonated with you, if it touched your heart, then please share it with a friend, a loved one, a teammate, just someone you think that would benefit from listening to these positive, inspiring, and empowering ideas. The more people we have listening, understanding, and applying these simple principles to their life, the more blessed this world will be. As always, love having these conversations with you in the huddle. Have a blessed rest of your day.